Thanks for joining us for Season 5 of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders at Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. And thank you for that kind, warm, fantastic introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel, feel free to call me Shatsy. And together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. And Jimmy, we got a great guest and a great show coming up for you. But before we start that, I just want to tell you, I was driving down this morning to the office, and I was thinking, is there something out there for operators to make their life just a little easier. Is there something out there? And I said to myself, there is something out there. And you know what self told me? It's the branded marketplace, Jimmy. And do you know what the branded marketplace is? I think I'm about to find out. It is a phenomenal digital e-commerce platform loaded with technology, innovation, services, etc., where you find best-in-class tech, everything you need to operate in the hospitality space. When it comes to tech and innovation, it's there for you to find. It's there for all the operators. And Jimmy, do you know how much it costs to use this? This has got to be very expensive. They're very expensive. You would think. You would think with everything on there, it would be a fortune. It's not 1000 a month. It's not 500 a month. Not 49 It's not even 1995 Jimmy, it's zero. It's zero dollars. How are we going to make money? Jimmy will make it up in volume. You know volume. that. Volume. We'll make it up in volume. <laughs> so listen, if you're not on the branded marketplace, you'd like to be. If you got a solution out there that's solving real problems for hospitality operators, email us at marketplace at branded strategic, and we'll get you onboarded in a couple of days. It's fantastic. Get some get some sales leads. And and if you're an operator and you're looking for some great solutions out there to help you run your business, check out the brandedmarketplace.com. It's free. Check it out, everybody. Jimmy, back to you. All right. Thank you very much. That uh, that bit of self-promotion was sponsored by Chico's Bail Bonds. Uh, if you need you a bail get a bond, sponsor, Jimmy. <laughs> if you need a bail bond, Chico's is your place. All right. All kidding aside, let's jump into our uh, into our podcast today because we are very excited with today's episode. We have a fantastic guest, Mr. Atul Sud, Chief Business Officer at Kitchen United, the great KU and no Kansas fans. I'm not talking about your university. Talking about Kitchen United, uh, Atul. We'd love to have you take the lead uh give us a little introduction on yourself your background and of course what's happening at kitchen united sure well first of all i feel like i'm on an espn live radio show here with your energy and your verve so thank you for having me on so again my name is atul sud i'm the chief business officer here at kitchen united Uh, i've been here since day one i was the first employee about four years ago almost to the day and it has been Uh, quite the ride so far. I think it will continue to be over the next several years to come. Uh, My background in the restaurant industry is relatively brief before that. I was at McDonald's where uh, I found my way into leading global food delivery partnerships for a couple of years. And that was a great experience. DoorDash and Postmates were just getting off the ground. Uh, Uber Eats didn't even exist yet. And uh, I got the chance uh, both here in the U.S. and then around in other global markets, uh, Singapore, Australia, Canada, and more, uh, got the chance to set up food delivery partnerships. So right at the nascency of that whole industry. Uh, And what I saw there, particularly with the adoption of food delivery in the Middle East and East Asia, was the opportunity to build an infrastructure to support the burgeoning demand in food delivery here in the U.S., 
um, ran across the investors from Kitchen United. They were uh, looking to uh, grow a ghost kitchen business before the term ghost kitchen existed and uh, jumped on board. What was the term before ghost kitchen existed? What'd you say? It, there was nothing. We said Kitchen United. Now there's a whole industry that grew up around us. Um, okay, fair enough. And uh, and uh, it's been uh, it's been an exciting year. We are uh, growing from six units today to about uh, twenty by the end of the year. Uh, we'll grow considerably next year as well. Uh, we're open in six cities today. Uh, actually, five cities: two in Chicago, Austin, Phoenix Metro, Pasadena, and San Jose. And we'll be entering the Dallas market. We'll be launching with our new partner, Kroger, and doing a number of food halls uh, in the next few months here. So happy to talk more about it and uh, answer your questions, guys. That is great. And I'm really excited. I uh, appreciate you being on the show because, I mean, let's let's recognize that I think one of the biggest topics in the hospitality industry right now is the, is Kitchen United. And by that, I mean, it's the ghost kitchens, the dark kitchens, the virtual restaurants, et cetera. Um, you know, if you took a, a virtual show of hands, I think it is the hottest topic in the industry right now. So while Kitchen United is certainly- Next is Squid Game, Jimmy. I would have to add, uh, Squid Game is also a very big topic. You know what? In my world, I'm ranking KU is more important than Squid Game, but okay. I think Net Netflix may disagree, but hey, you know, we, you know, in the eye of the beholder. But, you know, while, K while KU is certainly classified in this space, um, as you've just kind of alluded to, it, you're almost a category uh, unto yourself. Can you tell us more about what makes Kitchen United unique um, in this space, it's now starting to fill up and competition and whatnot. But what is what makes KU unique? Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the main things that makes us unique is we're where people live and work. We're not on the outskirts of town. We're not uh, kind of located in parking lots. We are front and center where people live and work. We have a front of house in each physical location. So consumers can walk in, place an order on a kiosk, take their food to go. We allow for multi-concept ordering. So if I want barbecue and Shotzi wants uh, Chinese and you want sushi, we can get them all under the same ticket with the same delivery driver or in the same bag. Um, and that's really, uh, that's really the key differentiators. We are uh, excited because we've been around for four years now and uh, we've learned a lot. We made a lot of mistakes uh, in that time and uh, eager, for, uh, eager for growth. You know, it's interesting. You guys truly are, I guess, the the pioneers in the space, so to speak, right? But uh, you you guys made an interesting acquisition not too long ago. From I think, at least from my perspective, I think one of the maybe even earlier than you guys, Zool, which which used to be, I mean, Zool was a kitchen. We met Corey, uh, Corey Mancione and his partner, and Corey's been a guest on the show. And Zool had a kitchen here in New York City. And then I guess it pivoted. You guys made a big acquisition uh, there. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that acquisition of Zool? Why you bought Zool? What's going on behind that? And what are you? And what what will that do for Kitchen United? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, the team, as you mentioned, is great. Corey's fantastic. Fitz, who's their chief Fitz, business, love officer, that guy. Uh, love love them both. Uh, they have a deep team. Tyler leads technology, and um, you know that that ability to acquire a team that was that knowledgeable in the space and that had been pioneers in their own right in New York City uh, was an opportunity that we just couldn't afford to pass up. Um, we, in addition to getting their technology stack, which is very complementary to ours and 
really the driver behind this infrastructure business. We also get their kitchen at 30 Van Damme Street. Um, a number of great employees who've worked there for a few years, uh, and uh, and that will give us two kitchens in just about a month here in New York City. So we're we're thrilled to enter the New York market. Um, I'll be there a lot, so I hope to see you guys in person, take you out to a few dinners, and uh, uh, or have you take me to a few dinners and uh, take it from there. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to jump into too much details. What'd you pay for it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you see what I did there, Jimmy? You see what I did there? How he slipped that in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that was a good one. You almost I got thought me. I had him. I almost got him. Almost got me. Almost got me. Almost almost got got me. We paid, we paid uh, the right amount for both parties. How's that? I, I think that's I think that's perfect in chats. I was gonna go in a different direction. I was oh, yeah. gonna say I was gonna say that since Corey did our podcast right. and now a tool's doing our podcast, maybe we could claim that we were the uh we were the we brought to, them together. Brought these guys together. So we Although, should get like a little Finders fee? Is that what you're saying, Jimmy? I, I wasn't even asking for a finders fee. I was just saying the a uh, shout out. A, a shout out. We brought them together. But the fact is, I guess the <laughs> merges already happened. Therefore, the tools on the podcast now. So it's a little hard well, to I'm say that we're not well, we we that you on the podcast next. Maybe there's another acquisition in our future. There we yeah. go. Now, now, we're, now we're talking. All right, listen. I know what sweetened the pot for uh, the acquisition of Zool was the cutting edge internal, you know, custom tech stack uh, that Zool has built out. And I know you're particularly excited by Zool. OS and Zool Market. Um, can you share with our listeners a little bit about you know, what you'll be doing with this tech? Sure. Well, one of the uh, great opportunities with Zool Market uh, that's come about because of the penetration that Zool has had over the last couple of years in New York is they have great relationships with a lot of building owners, Silver Scene Properties, a few others um, that they've built over time. And what they do is they consolidate group ordering which is distinct from catering, by the way. Catering, you get 40 people in an office, you get 40 uh, servings of barbecue, right? Group ordering, you get 40 people in an office, uh, different people can have different uh, cuisines of their choice or different menu items from those cuisine types. So they've offered group ordering uh, for a while now to different residential and corporate customers in New York. That's great. Uh, the Zool OS, which powers Zool Market, uh, is phenomenal and backed by a great team led by Tyler and um, happy to fold it in. We, we've we got a CTO, Jesse, who is uh, is working already with Tyler to fold all of that in. And uh, look, we're technology people at our core, so we are ready to ready to get those platforms merged very quickly here. Incredible, incredible stuff. You know, uh, food halls was a big buzz. I mean, pre-pandemic, food halls was a big buzz. Here in New York City, there were food halls opening all over the place. So now we're talking virtual food halls. That's another super exciting development that you guys are, 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 are in right now. And you partnered with Westfield Malls, specifically integrating into their food halls. And most people don't usually associate a mall and virtual kitchens, but that seems like that's that's a, an area that's going to change. How is it going to work? What can you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting partnership with Westfield. It's been in uh, a test for uh, nearly nine months now, 10 months now. And uh, really what we're doing is we're enabling uh, two different groups of customers to get access to the food court and other restaurants around the mall. Uh, the first group is people who live close by who uh, used to have to commute into the mall um, to get the food. Now they can get it through delivery. And by the way, we make the delivery process a lot easier for the driver. Instead of having to park, go into the uh, mall, go up the escalator, 
get the food, come all the way back down, waste 10 to 15 minutes doing that. They now have essentially a drive through opportunity to just go uh, swing through the parking lot, pick up the food and go off to their delivery endpoint. Um, that's number one. Number two is, you know, I don't know if you've ever worked in a mall, but lunch breaks are short. And ninth ninth and 10th grade, man. Yeah. It, uh, you know, retail is, uh, retail is the starting job for a lot of people. And uh, uh, when you have a 30 minute lunch break and you're in a million square foot mall that spans two zip codes, you got to work your way over to the food court, stand in line, order food, come back, and uh, your lunch break's expired before you eat the food. So we've got stations uh, positioned around the mall with lockers, and we get the food delivered to those lockers. Uh, soon we'll get them delivered directly to the retail establishment, and uh, you know those workers can eat their lunch with uh, free time to spare. So that's an exciting opportunity, both for us and, and for Westfield. That is, man, because you should take me like 20 minutes to walk to Sabara at the other end of the mall to get lunch. Yeah. Little, little known fact, Shatsy was the inspiration behind Mike Damone from Fast Times. <laughs> little yeah, known fact. I was Sabaro Pizza, man. That was little, the best fact. Little man. known fact. Okay, Atul, listen, you've got malls. You're hitting major cities. You're crushing it now with universities. You got that in the books. So – naturally supermarkets are going to be next um catch united is now also we understand partner with kroger supermarkets and you're launching your first location in la i know you chose the other coast over the right coast you chose the left coast that's fine what can you tell us about uh what's go what you're doing with kroger's well we'll be we'll be on the uh uh we'll be on both coasts soon i won't uh nice. i won't take preference for one. well there's no kroger here on the east coast can you drop us who is what supermarket chain on the east coast give us a nugget Hey, now well, let him answer my question first before he's okay, he's dropping before right. he's dropping okay. bombs on uh, on what what's the East Coast marketplace. Well, we'll uh, we'll uh, share that at the right time. But look, the Kroger opportunity is great. First and foremost, I got to say, you know, for a big uh, big organization that's uh, you know older than uh, older than any of us on this call, they move remarkably fast, and they're a great team to work with. So. We're excited to launch here in the next month or so in LA. It'll be in Westwood, bordering Westwood, bordering the UCLA campus. And uh, you know, people, particularly millennials and Gen Zs, are um, they're cooking less at home and they want more prepared meals when they go to the supermarket. The whole idea is you get groceries for the week, you get dinner for tonight, and uh, and you can pick it up. You know, you order the order the food when you go into the grocery store, pick up your groceries and pick up the food on the way out or order it for delivery. We're going to have great uh, regional brands, including Fresh Brothers Pizza. There's there's a uh, there's a nugget that hasn't been announced before. Um, boom. Boom. Uh, All right. I, I knew we'd get something out of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fresh Brothers <laughs> Pizza this morning. They're excited to launch in uh, in the store and we'll be uh, unveiling the other restaurants soon. And uh um, we're, we're super excited for it. We'll be doing, uh, Texas next Dallas and Houston. Uh, and, uh, and that's going to be, that's going to be gangbusters. People, uh, people love their Kroger down, down in that market too. You got a lot going on. I got to tell you, I don't know when you have time to, to sleep and, uh, and play golf if you play golf, uh, or do <laughs> anything else. But I mean, you're, you're in Kroger's, you got this Westfield mall thing going on. You bought Zool. You're opening up in 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 San Jose and Dallas, Chicago, Austin. You got all these things. What is next for Kitch United? What other place are you going to tackle? 
what is it? Is it an airline? Are you going to the moon? Are you going, are you taking on the whole uh, Bezos and his flying into the space? Is Kitchen United going to be on the moon? Tell us. Well, there's there's a lot more coming up, and it's uh, a lot more of the same. You know, we we've been cautious and careful. I would say very cautious and careful about tweaking the model to get it right before we go big. Um, and it's taken a while to do that. I'll just be blunt. It's taken it's taken us some years to do that. But we got it right, guys, and uh, and we're going to go big now. And uh, that is that's where the real juice starts flowing. We are um, we're excited to have the right capital partners. So we got the money to back us. We have the right team. We've worked together for many years now, and we've gotten to a fluid, uh, wonderful working relationship. We have the right restaurant partners. We've got the best of the bunch, uh, and are continuing to attract more. And we got the right frontline staff. I can't say enough about the frontline staff. When you're running what's essentially a hospitality business, you got to have the smiling faces and the eager uh, hands to do the work. And uh, we're lucky to have great GMs and great people on the front lines. I think that's all great. Um, let me make this the last question before we move on uh, kind of to our, the, the next part of our podcast. But what advice, uh, if any, would you give to our listeners who are looking to get into the ghost kitchen space? Look, there's lots of opportunity out there. There are not enough ghost kitchens to meet all the restaurant and consumer demand that exists. I think uh, if you are an experienced restaurateur with technical chops in secondary or tertiary markets, if you're in Nashville, if you're in Charlotte, um, if you're in San Antonio, there are great opportunities to retrofit or build a ghost kitchen with 10 to 12 kitchens to attract the right local restaurant partners and to really make this uh, a convenience that is uh, available in the near term to uh, to customers in those markets. We'll be getting there at the right time. We're focused on the big cities right now, but uh, it is, uh, you know, it's slightly capital intensive business to get into. You need, uh, you need some cash in your pockets, but it's a great business. And I really believe guys, I, I really, really believe that this is the infrastructure that will power growth of restaurants for decades to come. This is not a flash in the pan. This is a sustainable business model that will allow restaurants to grow in a CapEx light way. Um, it's really the biggest change in the restaurant industry since the advent of the drive-through. And uh, we fundamentally believe that and we are putting our money where our mouth is. I really love that. And I'll tell you, before the uh, pandemic came crashing on our shores, Brandon had made what I thought was a, you know, we made our own statement that we thought 50% of the restaurants in this country, um, you know, by the end of the decade would be um, virtual, essentially, uh, not dine in facilities. People thought we were crazy. And here we are just a year and change or maybe a year and a half later. And we look light. In, in our now prediction, as I think you're 100% correct, that there is a, a, a real value proposition in, in the work you're doing in the, in the ghost kitchen space, particularly. All right, listen, uh, we're moving on to the section we like to call talking back. Um, you know, while we started this podcast, because Shatz and I like to talk and ask uh, guests and friends uh, for their insights, we learned along the way that sometimes our guests have questions for us. So uh, here we are talking back. You get the mic, you get to ask us a question or two, and nothing is off the table. A tool, the microphone is yours, sir. Awesome. That's a that's a great privilege. I, uh, You know, I'm curious. What's your favorite thing about what's happening in the restaurant industry right now uh, to both of you? Oh, great question. 
Great question. Shatsy, you want to jump all over this? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great question. Thanks, Shatsy. And, that was great. Anyway, yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I interrupted you. No, sorry. I'm no, I'm done. Okay, go ahead, no, Shatsy. I think, look, you know something? For an industry that has always been very slow to embrace change and technology, I think to your point, I think the drive-through was probably pretty cutting edge. I'm 54. I remember drive-throughs when I was, I don't know, like seven or eight years old. So they've been around a long time. Uh, you know, so I think restaurants and hospitality owners and operators have really, really turned the corner on accepting change, embracing change and technology and innovation at a much quicker pace than they ever have before. And I think that's, uh, I think, super exciting. And I think it's going to benefit uh, ultimately uh, all the consumers out there because um, having all this change and innovation is really allowing for uh for so, for so many concepts to now grow into areas they never would have grown before. You can experience different foods you never could have gotten before. Uh, so I think there's that, that to me is one of the most exciting things that, uh, that I've seen uh, over the last uh, year and a half, two years. Um, I th Shatsi, first of all, I think you're on point. Um, but since I don't want to answer with ditto, um, I agree completely with your assessment, and I will only add um, in, in terms of the adoption and the welcoming and the exploration, I think it's it's leading also to uh, career opportunities in the industry that I think uh, would have previously not necessarily been thought of. Um, I think the industry has now broadened itself uh, where there are all different types of skill sets needed, and that includes a wealth of engineers and, and developers uh, and people that understand how the product market fit. Um, and how to sell these types of uh, technologies and solutions. Um, so again, I think it's a really an incredible moment for the industry and one that I feel very uh, fortunate and excited uh, to be part of. Our goal is to improve margins for the industry. If we do that, there are a lot of businesses and a lot of people that will benefit from that. And at the end of the day, it'll create a better uh, offering to our guests um, at the end of the day. So I, I think it's an exciting time for us. So that's great. Shatsy. Jimmy, as you. usual, you take what I said and you make it better. So much better. I just use a few words with bigger, with more syllables. That's well, all. Yeah, I'm, I'm a four letter word guy. You know, you, you've got like six and seven letters in your course. <laughs> it's much more sophisticated than I am. Hey, listen, great question. Let's go tech stack. Okay, let's go top of the tech stack, a tool. If you have any advice for operators out there, about technology that they should bring into their operation, the most important technology they should bring into their operation right now, what would you say? Great question. And I think the, uh, I think the answer to that depends if you're a smaller operator, an independent, or a multi-unit operator that's got, say, 40 units or more. Um, I think you've got to empower your restaurant for margin reasons You've got to empower your restaurant to allow for uh, native channel digital ordering, right? Um, that That is key. Olo just went public. They just acquired Wisely. They're a great solution for a lot of, a lot of, uh, sorry, a lot of restaurateurs. Mm -hmm. uh, Chow Now is uh, great as well. They just hired their first CFO. Uh, that's probably telling. Um, but you got to do that. You you got to do that. Uh, protect your margins and make make native channel ordering a reality for your consumer base. 
Couldn't agree with you more. Everyone listening out there, if you don't, you better get one. There's a lot of great solutions. Oh, by the way, go to the marketplace and you'll find them all. <laughs> Thank you for that plug. Uh, to let me give that plug in there. Thank you. Uh, sneaking that back in, Jesse. You know, yeah, I, I, too, I, I think that is a great comment because people uh, have been, or operators have been very quick to feel that that business is commoditized or that they can get all they need from some of the third party providers. And, and here you have a longstanding expert in the industry who's cutting edge telling operators, you, you, you got to go native or you got to at least include that at your arsenal. I think that's a great, great piece of advice. Um, it's time for our crystal ball moment, um, a chance we give our guests to put on their Kreskin or Miss Cleo hat and predict the future. Um, how do you see restaurants, a tool and dining two years from now? In relation to hospitality and tech, two years long like is a long time. The, I think I think the answer that he'd be kitchen united everywhere. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there, there it is. Uh, I feel like you're asking me or you're inviting me to that uh, Conan O'Brien segment that he used to do in the year 2000. <laughs> in the year um, 2000. In the year 2000. Um, <laughs> yep. The uh, look. I think there will be a lot more kitchen united. I think there will be a lot more ghost kitchens overall. I think delivery will penetrate uh, even more. Um, and I think sit-down restaurants will get smaller. That's probably my big my big one, which is the footprint required for uh, dining in-house will just will just get smaller. There will be different lanes, as it were, for restaurants to serve delivery drivers compared to the lanes that they used to serve uh, either the fast casual customer or the sit-down diner. Um, I don't think sit-down dining is going away. You know, I love going to restaurants. I, I love fine dining. I love fast casual for a quick meal. Um, I love McDonald's where I worked for a couple of years. And uh, who, doesn't, who doesn't love McDonald's? You've got to love McDonald's. That, <laughs> uh, that quarter pounder with cheese, still my favorite. Um, but uh, smaller footprints. And, you know, as, uh, as office formats change, as more people go, uh, go work from home or stay home to work, um, I think you'll also see more restaurants popping up in areas that are closer to residential neighborhoods, um, particularly in the suburbs. And mm -hmm. uh, all of that's great. Look, restaurants are going to be around forever. Uh, millennials and Gen Zs, as I said, are, are dining, uh, dining out more, dining at home more, but cooking less. And, uh, and if you can make it more convenient for them to do so, then uh, more power to you. I think the next great restaurant brands are being created right now as well. You see what's happening with Portillo's going public. You see uh -huh. what's happening with Sweetgreen. Yep. The next great restaurants are, are here already and are going to grow in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think there's more there's more foodies out there now than ever before. I mean, I don't go to a restaurant and not see everybody taking pictures and posting on Instagram. I mean, people are really into their food. So it's clearly, restaurants aren't going away. We need to eat to survive. And it's just everything is just I think Jimmy always says it. Everyone's just kind of eating differently. The way we dine is just differently and more more air, more channels and ways of of finding great food and great solutions. All right. Listen, Branded Quickfire is clearly the best segment on the podcast. That's not me talking. That is thousands and thousands of people telling us that. So I'm going to ask it to I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Just give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Are you ready, sir? I'm I'm good to go. Let's All go. Right, we are on the Halloween mode, Halloween spirit. What is your favorite scary movie? Ooh, Halloween's got to be one of them. And the Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, oh excellent. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? I'm getting dinner, actually, surprisingly, cooked at home. I am cooking with my girlfriend tonight, so... 
That's that's a rarity. Happens very, very infrequently. Excellent. And what is your favorite food city in the world? I gotta love New York, guys. Gotta give it to New York. Vegas is a close nice. second, but New York is number one. Favorite place to travel? I love Bali. Bali, Indonesia. Grew up there. Um, really? Or grew up in Indonesia partly and uh, and love the spiritual peace that comes from Bali. It's a nice way to slow down. It's on my bucket list. Got to get there. I don't know how long that flight is, but it sounds far. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a game of pickleball, who would you have the best odds of beating? Oh, you guys are uh, have no hope. No hope at all. <laughs> take, take, another, uh, take another racket sport, and uh, I'll say the same thing. Racket sports are my jam. Really? Look at that, Jimbo. Jimbo, Atul just challenged you. Wait a minute, Atul. Are you going to be? Are you going to be at any of the next trade shows? Are you going to be in like RLC? I'll be at RLC. I'll make. I think a, they got. I think they got tennis courts and pickleball courts. And let me tell you, Jimmy does not lose. Okay, I'll put money up against myself or Jimmy. Myself. Jimmy. Yeah, Shatsy, I don't want to fold my hand on the uh, on a podcast, but I got to tell you, I, I, I play hard. I play to win. I will leave it all out on the court field. You name it. Yeah. I'm, but sometimes, sometimes I lose. I mean, I'll put it out there. So I'm willing to take the challenge and let's I'll make better, a, Let's bet a dinner on it. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and by the way, Jimmy uses two rackets. Yes. I was going to bet a Randolph and Mortimer, uh, the Duke brothers wager of the, uh, the infamous uh, dollar bet. But I will do dinner. Instead, because uh, win, lose, or draw, at least I'll get it's a good a, meal. You get a good and I get, meal. And I get and I get a good time. But I I take the challenge. Although I'll admit that was he he was selling confidence with that with that prediction. So I got to note that. All right, listen, Atul, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast and for sharing all your great insights. Uh, we appreciate the hard work you're doing to support the industry, uh, not during the, during this challenging time, but always. Uh, I do really believe Ku. Um, is advancing um, a, a, a company and a platform that is truly going to be and is an ally to operators and brands. Um, and I think it's going to deliver great value for everyone associated with it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with a tool directly, um, you can email us, okay? Podcast at brandedstrategic.com. And we'd be happy to make the introduction. As our listeners now know, we, we no longer give out direct cell phones. Uh, we got that was frowned upon in season one. Um, and, and But we're happy to make a connection. Did somebody give out your cell phone like last week? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was I mean, classic. I was hoping that would be forgotten, but thanks for bringing it up again on another podcast. Uh, to our listeners, we want to thank you so much uh, for tuning in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that you choose to, uh, to hang out with us is something we really appreciate. Um, so join us next week as we welcome guest Kevin Tan, founder and CEO of Snack Pass. We expect that'll be a great podcast as well. Thrilled to have our friend Kevin on the show. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on exciting guests going forward in the future. Jimmy, is there no special offer? We got when nothing you, from KU. When you, when you bail bonds. Yeah, when you have when you have a tool from KU dropping knowledge, that's the gift, my oh, friend. That is the gift. That is the gift to our listeners. Even a hat, a KU sweatshirt, a KU hat. If you go to KansasUniversity.com, you can buy all the KU stuff you want, and I'll give out Shatsy's credit card uh, to let that happen. All right. So listen, finally, if you haven't done so already, please sign up uh, and you know for the podcast uh, so you don't miss out on an exciting guest going forward. And better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So until then, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, thanking Atul and signing off and passing it back to my boy Shatsy.
This is Shatsy, a.k.a. The Restaurant Guy. Thank you all for hanging out with us in the hospitality hangout, a tool suit, Kitchen United, doing amazing stuff. Thank you, my friend. Cheers, everybody. Been a pleasure. Cheers, everyone. Thank you.